You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it's a Monday edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News. Make sure to follow Locked On Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get podcasts for episodes every day, Monday through Friday. And be sure to check out the new YouTube channel that's right, Locked On Warriors, now on YouTube. Thanks to all who have already subscribed and who are watching this right now. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this Thursday at noon to get in on the action by following me at WC Goldberg. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Before I get into Ben Simmons and whether or not the Warriors should try to trade for him this summer, I want to just take a look at the problems in Philadelphia and, and just sort of what got us here, right? Um, a lot of people right now, since Philly lost in Game 7 against Atlanta on Sunday, uh, they are no longer in the playoffs. They're eliminated. People are knocking now the process. Uh, and look, the process isn't looking good. This is not good PR for the process. Uh, you got teams like the Suns, the Clippers, the Bucks, and the Hawks. That's your final four. And the entire process was built on, hey, let's tank. Let's lose in order for us to win. And the results of the process were Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz and Jaleel Okafor, and then eventually Sam Hinkie getting fired. And then Elton Brand and this new Philadelphia front office trying to build around those stars that Hinkie had drafted that were still there. Now Fultz is in Orlando. Jaleel Okafor is basically out of the league. But you've got an MVP candidate in Joel Embiid, who may have won MVP this year had he just played more games, but Ben Simmons, we'll get to him later, doesn't look like the superstar that you thought he was when you drafted him and that everybody thought he was three months ago. And then you look at the other teams that are in the Final Four. The Suns, the Clippers, the Bucks, and the Hawks. The Hawks are the only team built around a player that they drafted in the top five. Now, I'm not here saying that, hey, picking a guy in the top five, picking a guy at number one, doesn't result in winning championships. That's not what I'm saying at all. In fact, the history in the NBA would tell us otherwise. All I'm saying is that you're, if you're Philadelphia, you couldn't advance to a finals, to a conference finals, to a final four that includes that group. I mean, if you're the 76ers, you had an opportunity this year with Joel Embiid playing his best season ever, arguably the most dominant player in the NBA when healthy and playing well, and there was no LeBron. Kevin Durant lost earlier in the day. No Kawhi, who knocked you out a couple years ago. No James Harden. You don't have to go through Kyrie Irving. You don't have to go through any of these guys. All you had to do was beat this Atlanta Hawks team. I don't mean to take anything away from Atlanta. They're a really good team. Nate McMillan has them playing really well. Trey Young is the fastest riser in these playoffs. He is a star, and he showed us over this last month or so that he is a star. But if you're the Sixers, you went through years of losing so that you could be considered in the upper echelon, so that you could be considered in this group. And since you found your foundational pieces, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, the Clippers have lapped you, the Bucks have lapped you, the Hawks now have lapped you, the Suns, the Phoenix Suns have lapped you. This is not a good look for the process. Now, 
I don't know that the process didn't work. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying this is bad PR. Now, look, had they pulled the trigger and just traded Ben Simmons for James Harden, and James Harden doesn't injure his hamstring like he did in Brooklyn, the Sixers are probably in the conference finals. They're probably the favorites to win this whole thing. And that would have been done because they did tank, because of the process, because they got an asset in Ben Simmons that they were able to then deal for James Harden. So this is not a knock on the process as a concept. And it's not necessarily a knock on Joel Embiid or any of the other guys. But the 76ers organization, now we don't know how close and how real it was to get Ben Simmons. There's some people who are saying that Tillman Fertitta, the, the Rockets owner, didn't want to pay Ben Simmons, would have preferred the package of nothingness that they got in return for James Harden because they didn't have to pay so much money. And if that's the case, then that's a whole other topic and we got we have some things to talk about with Houston. But, man, if, you trade, if you're able to deal Ben Simmons for James Harden, that is exactly the kind of player that Joel Embiid needs to play with. Because Embiid, Simmons was awful down the stretch, and we'll get into some of the numbers here in a minute. But Embiid wasn't great either. Now, the difference between Embiid and with Simmons is this Embiid, Embiid was playing injured, if we believe the reports, so that he's playing injured, and that he was dominant in the first half and then just didn't have the juice in the second half. Like, he clearly, the difference between, you watch those games, Joel Embiid was exhausted by the fourth quarter because he had to do everything. Ben Simmons wasn't exhausted in the fourth quarter. He just didn't want to shoot. He wasn't exhausted. He was scared. He was simply scared. And I don't think that's arguable. I mean, him, these are the stats. I've got some stats right here. 9.9 points per game in the playoffs. That You can't do that. You're a superstar? No, you don't average less than 10 points per game. I don't care. We could talk about the defense and the passing and everything you want. No, at some point, you got to put up points, especially when your team needs you to put up points, right? That's what they needed from him. Five fourth quarters without a single shot attempt. Just three shot attempts in the fourth quarter in the entire series, and only one since game one. This guy just did not shoot in the fourth quarter. His usage percentage was lower than Dwight Howard's. His usage percentage was lower than Furkan Korkmaz. That's unacceptable. And so no wonder, in game seven, in the final seconds, what does Doc Rivers do? He takes Ben Simmons out, your superstar, your franchise player, the guy that the process was meant to get. He is not in the game for you at the end of Game 7. And you know what? That was the right decision by Doc Rivers. It's the right decision. You need to score. You need points. It's a two-possession game. What does he do? He takes Ben Simmons out. He puts Shake Milton in. You know what Shake Milton does? He shoots, and he's not afraid to shoot. So that's the problem. And I don't know that anybody in these playoffs... No player lost more value, trade value or or value to his own team, than Ben Simmons did in these playoffs. Trey Young, huge value, skyrockets. Buy all the Trey Young stock you can. Ben Simmons, you want to short that stock. You want to sell it off. No player lost more value than Ben Simmons. We were, just a few months ago, talking about him as an all-star type player. Some people had him on their Defensive Player of the Year ballots. But that doesn't get it done. You look at Ben Simmons' stats in these finals. 
in the, in, I'm sorry, in the semifinals here. 9.9 points per game, 6.3 rebounds, 8.6 assists. I don't care what you do on defense. He's been good on defense. He's been in the league long enough. This is a guy who trains with LeBron over the summer, regularly. A guy who's supposed to be your lead ball handler. And he's averaging 9.9 points and 6 rebounds and 8 assists. That's not, that's not a superstar. Those aren't superstar numbers. He was outplayed by Kevin Herter in Game 7. He was outplayed by Kevin Herter in the series, you could argue. Now, Ben Simmons made great plays down the stretch before he was taken out defensively, right? He poked the ball out of Trey Young's hands a couple of times. Only, only plays that him and maybe Kawhi can make. And maybe his own teammate, Matisse Thybul. Rare, rare stuff that he could do defensively. Got the ball back. But what's the use if you can't do anything with it? What's the use if Joel Embiid has been carrying you this entire time and just doesn't have the juice anymore? What's the use? Ben Simmons has got to be better. And I know that he couldn't shoot coming out of LSU, but nobody expected him. Nobody expected him to go this way, to get worse, to just simply not shoot anymore. I mean, he looked like Draymond Green out there. Draymond Green who doesn't want to shoot. The difference with Draymond Green is he's got uh, Steph Curry, right? Ben Simmons has got Seth Curry. He's got Joel Embiid, no doubt. But he's the guy that's supposed to be the point guard. He's the point guard. And you can't have a point guard in today's NBA who can't shoot. Even Chris Paul, who doesn't love to shoot, doesn't love to have a, a, a really high shooting uh, uh, rate of shot attempts, wants to get guys involved. He recognized, hey, it's the playoffs. I'm facing this drop coverage over and over and over again. I'm going to shoot the ball. I'm going to score 30 points. I'm going to score 40 points. I'm going to do this. And so he became a scorer in the playoffs. Why? Because his team needed that. And that's what, as a point guard, you are supposed to recognize and then do. And Ben Simmons recognizes that he needs to score. He's a smart basketball player. He knows that he needs to be shooting. But he doesn't. Because he's scared. So what do you do with that if you're Philadelphia? What do you do with that? If you're another team that maybe is looking to trade for Ben Simmons because of all the other things that he can do. That's what I want to talk about next, specifically, and if the Warriors should try to deal for him. But first, you're the hiring expert for your company, and what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps making who helps to make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately, and Indeed skills test that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. You could choose from more than 130 skills tests and then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for the applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all of the other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com locked. Get a $75 credit 
at indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more. Would you trade for Ben Simmons? Now that's the question that's on Twitter. That's the question that I'm getting in my mentions. Should the Warriors trade for Ben Simmons? Now, um, we can explore a whole lot of different Ben Simmons trade ideas, but this is locked on Warriors, and I want to keep this Warriors-centric. And after the Sixers lost in those semifinals, in that game 7-2 Atlanta, a lot of people in my mentions, I would never trade for Ben Simmons. We should go all in for Ben Simmons. Now, I had one listener write in, Kathy writes in, I wouldn't trade Wiggins for Ben Simmons. Now, I don't know if I would go that far. The reason Wiggins' name is brought up is because Ben Simmons is going to make $30 million next year, about the same amount of money as Andrew Wiggins is going to make. And so if you wanted to just swap these two guys from a salary matching perspective, that would be the easiest way to go. Now, Golden State has first-round picks. We'll find out where they are and how many Tuesday night in the draft lottery. Make sure to tune in, by the way. Uh, we will have a show right away after that, after the draft lottery. And then Connor Letourneau from the San Francisco Chronicle will be joining me for tomorrow morning's episode, uh, previewing the, the draft lottery and what the Warriors have at stake. And then I wrote about all the odds and things like that over at themercurynews.com. So go ahead and check that out. Oh, and by the way, first episode here up on YouTube was with NBA Draft Insider Chad Ford. We broke down everything about the NBA Draft, the top prospects, what the Warriors should be prioritizing. So check that out if you haven't already. But... We don't know. We don't yet know where the Warriors' picks are as we're recording this. The Warriors have some other things that they could move. James Wiseman is the trade chip that people like to talk about, but Wiggins would be the guy, at least from a salary matching perspective, that you would have to at least include in a deal for Ben Simmons. But I don't. I don't know as if I would go so far as to say I wouldn't just do Wiggins for Simmons straight up. All the things that we're talking about with Ben Simmons, yes, it's all true, and I I don't think that we can. Call him a superstar right now. And everything we understand about the Warriors is that they would move these main assets, the Wiseman asset, these first-round picks, the Minnesota pick, for nothing short of an all-star type player or a superstar type player. Ben Simmons is a superstar name. He has a big name. Trains with LeBron in the summer. First overall pick. Guy who was supposed to be you know, the result of this process. But he's not a superstar. He's a big name. He's not a superstar. I think he needs to play on a team like Golden State. He needs to be Draymond Green. The problem with Golden State is they already have Draymond Green. Now, I think with Ben Simmons, you could fit him into an Andre Iguodala-type role where he's a versatile defender, can unlock a bunch of interesting lineups, handle the ball a little bit, get Steph off the ball. There's things there that I like. And that's why I wouldn't go so far as to say, I wouldn't even trade Andrew Wiggins for Ben Simmons. Because the thing with Simmons is there's at least upside there, right? There's at least an upside there that maybe you could tap into. With Andrew Wiggins, I think there's a little bit more upside, but I I just think he kind of is what he is. And let's not get blinded by the 38% shooting this year. We'll see if that repeats next year. For his career, he's a 33% shooter. Now, I think it'll be higher. Uh, I think it'll be closer, I should say, 
to 38% than it would be 33% because the system and who he's playing with now and the fact that he's got Draymond passing to him and Steph spacing the floor for him. So it's going to be easier than it ever was in Minnesota and it will continue to be easier for Wiggins, but uh, let's not get blinded by one year. Now, I think Wiggins is good. I think he's a really good defender. He's not Ben Simmons on defense. He's not making those plays. Poking the ball out from Trey Young, two straight possessions. He's not defensive player of the year caliber. He's good. He got he got some votes for all NBA defense, but he's not defensive player of the year caliber. He never will be. Ben Simmons is that right now. He's a much better passer than Andrew Wiggins. In fact, Wiggins is not a good passer. That's the knock on Andrew Wiggins. The Warriors want playmaking and defense. Ben Simmons gives you that. So if Sam Presti, or I'm sorry, if Daryl Morey, the Sixers GM, if he called Bob Myers and said, Ben Simmons for Andrew Wiggins, what do you think? If you're Bob Myers, you kind of have to do it. And there's risk, but you kind of have to do it. Uh, I don't know that, actually, I do know. If the Sixers are going to trade Ben Simmons, it's not going to be for Andrew Wiggins. So I don't know that there's even really a point in having that conversation. They don't want Andrew Wiggins. What? He shot 38% and, and scored 19 points per game, and now, hey, that's the solution for the Sixers? No. Ben Simmons lost a lot of trade value, but not so much that you would move him for another guy who's not the right fit. Wiggins is not a floor spacer. He's not. Don't get blinded by the 38% three-point shooting. The Sixers wouldn't be. No. People don't respect Wiggins that way from the three-point line. What they need is James Harden. If I'm the Sixers, my number one target is Damian Lillard. What's going on in Dallas with Luka Doncic? Like Those are the kinds of guys that Philadelphia needs. If Embiid is Shaq, they need Kobe Bryant. That's not Andrew Wiggins. And I think Ben Simmons, it'd be interesting to scan the other front offices in the league and think what they think, what, what, and find out what they think about Ben Simmons. Maybe he's not playing like a superstar now, but do you think as a front office and a coaching staff that you can tap into that potential that he most certainly has? Definitely has it. Um, and may just need to change the scenery, by the way, the same way that Andrew Wiggins did. Now, if I'm the Warriors, what would I trade for Ben Simmons? I would trade Wiggins, even though I don't think the Sixers would do that. And I would put the first round picks on the, t I would put, you know, if one of these picks ends up in the top five, I would have to consider it, even though I don't love it. If it's between Jalen Suggs at a rookie scale contract, or some sort of three-team deal where you take Wiggins and you move him to a third team, you get some salary going back to Philadelphia, and Philadelphia gets this fourth overall pick, and the Warriors end up with Simmons? I don't know. I don't know if I would rather have Simmons or Wiggins and Jalen Suggs, for example, or Jalen Green, for example. I don't think that that's an immediate decision. I just think that Warriors fans see the name Ben Simmons. They fall in love and say, hey, let's go get that guy. It's the same reason why I got people say, trade Wiggins for Kristaps Porzingis. Why would you do that? Wiggins is a better player than Kristaps Porzingis right now. Porzingis can't stay healthy. Porzingis is a locker room issue. Wiggins isn't. Don't just fall in love with the big names. And fans are always going to do that. But try not to. I mean... There are players that I, there are big names that I would most certainly trade for. Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal, 
Let's see what happens with those guys. Ben Simmons I'd be interested in. I just don't think that the Sixers would deal Ben Sim- I don't think that there's a deal that works between the Warriors and the Sixers. I would do it for Wiggins straight up, even though I wouldn't, I would be, I wouldn't feel great about it, but I would have to do it if I were Bob Myers. I would not feel great about it, but I'd have to do it. The Sixers, there's no way they do that. That's an opportunity cost. They could still find something better than that for Ben Simmons. Like if Portland called with CJ McCollum, that's a better deal for the Sixers because CJ McCollum is a better fit for what the Sixers need. Health Minnesota called with D'Angelo Russell even though I think we all agree now that Wiggins is a better player than D'Angelo Russell. And I admit, I called D'Angelo Russell the better player. Well, Wiggins became the better player this last year. But he's still a better fit for what Philadelphia needs than Andrew Wiggins. Um, But that fourth overall pick? At a rookie-scale contract? And I'm out here telling you, I think that they should trade that pick for an immediate contributor. But if it's that pick plus Wiggins for Ben Simmons, the way he just played in these playoffs, I don't know that I would do that. That's how much we're talking about Ben Simmons losing value. Because a rookie, a 19-year-old, and Andrew Wiggins might have more value to Golden State than Ben Simmons does right now. And that would have seemed wild to say three months ago. Wild. All right, I want to look ahead to uh, the draft lottery and just some some thoughts that I had on that next. But first, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but unlike most protein bars, it actually tastes good and it's good for you. Built Bar is great for health-conscious men and women, whether you want to maintain or lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're great if you're on the keto or another low-carb diet, and they have nine different flavors available now. And they're always creating and releasing new exciting flavors. Built Bar has been with us for a long time. I've been eating Built Bars for a long time, and I always keep a few boxes in the fridge, get them cold, have them as a snack between lunch and dinner. Like I said, Built Bar has been friends of the show for a year now, and we appreciate the partnership that we've built. So support the show by supporting those who support us. That's all we ask. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off on your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. When you're done listening to us here, go check out Locked On Today to get all of the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes. Host Peter Bukowski has the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Also, make sure to follow Locked On NBA to get tomorrow morning's episode. It'll be me and Locked On Heat host David Ramil discussing a lot of things. More Ben Simmons and uh, and uh, these upcoming uh, conference finals games. So check that out if you aren't already. So the draft lottery, this is the week of the draft lottery. And it's the most important thing going on for the Warriors. We could talk about Ben Simmons. We could talk about all these other trade ideas. What matters the most, the headline of this week for Golden State is this draft lottery. Uh, Rick Welts, the president and CEO, will be the Warriors representative at the draft lottery. We're going to talk with him later today in about 30 minutes, actually. And um, he's going to be crossing his fingers, hoping that the Warriors get probably two picks in this draft. I think there's some value in not getting the Minnesota pick this year and having it convey to next year as an unprotected pick. We can ar- we could discuss and debate and project, would Minnesota be better next year than they are this year? Right now, Minnesota's pick is slotted at number six before the draft lottery, six best odds in the lottery. 
Do we think that'll be better or worse next year? But either way, next year it's unprotected. That's an unprotected pick. That doesn't happen. You don't get that in today's NBA anymore in a trade. I think that would have a ton of value if it doesn't convey versus if it falls to eight in this draft, I think it'll have value. But if you're the Warriors, you're the eighth pick and the 14th pick. I think there's something there in two lottery picks, but I would almost rather have an unprotected pick next year to move in a deal. Now, uh, from a roster building standpoint, if you're going to just use these two picks, and if the Warriors would prefer to use these picks than to trade these picks, then I'd rather have the pick now, right? Get these two guys in now, 19, 20-year-olds. Hey, maybe you go after a Davion Mitchell who's 23 years old. Somebody like that. But uh, the problem with getting two rookies now is that this roster crunch from a roster number standpoint gets a little bit more difficult. You've got 13 players under contract next year. 12 if you don't count Smiley Geach. Uh, you're going to add two lottery picks to that. So you're already looking at maxing out your 15-man roster or more likely getting at 14 after you wave Smiley Geach. And then what? You've got a mid-level exception that you want to use. You've got veteran minimums that you want to use. Now you have you know guys like Michael Mulder and Damian Lee who are on non-guaranteed deals. You've got guys you can move. Maybe you trade Eric Paschal or something. You can move guys around, right? But the roster crunch becomes an issue. And as far as trying to condense those, combine those picks, let's call it, if you end up with seven and 14, I don't think you're going to be able to move up very much in this draft. Like you're not going to be able to take seven and 14 or even six and 14, I don't think, and move up into the top five. Not in this draft. Now, I think a great scenario would be Warriors get the sixth overall pick and they're able to take a guy like Scotty Barnes. And then you end up with the 14th pick and maybe you trade that for a bit player. Like you could trade the 14th pick for a backup point guard, for a Ricky Rubio or a George Hill or something. I don't know if the value is such that you would do that, but I think you could do it is my point. But you only have an 8.6% chance of getting the sixth pick. There's a chance. But you have a worse chance at getting the sixth pick than you do the fourth pick. You have a 9.6% chance of getting the fourth pick. Now, that would be obviously the best case scenario. Get number four or even number six. That would be a really, in a, in a draft, I talked to Chad Ford last uh, on Friday. He said that this is, this is a five-player draft, but Scotty Barnes is really making a case for himself at number six to maybe make this a six-person draft. So this is like a five-and-a-half-person draft now. So if you get six or four, you're getting one of the premier talents in this draft. But you have a 29.7% chance that it ends at seven, a 20.6% chance that it ends up at eight. So odds are you get the seventh pick and the 14th pick. That's, that's, if you're walking, if you're Rick Welts, if you're the Warriors, you walk away from Tuesday night's draft lottery with the seventh pick and the 14th pick, that's good. You could do stuff with that. That's, those are assets that you can move around and, and work with. Uh, so if that's your worst case scenario, or if I should say, if that's the most likely scenario, which it is, that's not bad. Worst case scenario is it falls to 9 or 10, 3.8% chance that the Minnesota pick falls to 9, 0.2% chance that it falls to 10. And if you're the Warriors, you have a 97.6% chance that your pick ends up at 14, and a very small, like a 2% 2, 2 chance that it ends up in the top four. 
So you got a lot of different scenarios that we'll figure out. But at the end of the day, if you end up with two picks, that's stuff that you could build with. I don't know that you should take two rookies and add that to the roster. But you should at least use that first pick, wherever it ends up, on somebody who could hopefully play for you right away and has some upside. And then see what you do with that 14th pick, if indeed that's where it ends up. But we'll find out. Like I said, I will talk more about the draft lottery and what's at stake with Connor Letourneau on tomorrow's episode. For now, that'll do it for us today. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked On Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate, review, and say nice things. You can reach me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email me at wgoldberg at bayareanewsgroup.com. Thanks to everybody who has already subscribed to the YouTube channel. We're getting a bunch of subscribers, a bunch of views, way more than I thought right out the gate without much of a launch or anything uh, of note. I just sort of rolled this thing out there. So I appreciate everybody who's been tuning in on YouTube, and I encourage you to do so if you haven't already. Uh, And make sure to, of course, always follow the podcast wherever you get podcasts. Enjoy your day. Thanks for listening.